finish his play. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Watson takes a snap, rolls right, looks at the end zone. Hunter and Bob caught it. Touchdown. 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 With a second left, Watson hits Renfro. And Clemson grabs a 34-31 lead and is one second away from the second national championship in school history. It's my pleasure to present the national championship trophy to Coach Davo Sweeney and the Clemson Tigers. The sea was angry that day, my friends. Like an old man trying to send back soup in a deli. Stands head and shoulders over everybody else. He is a world champion on his own. Like he is actually 6'5 with the Afro 6'9. Pretty good dribbler. All you do is dribble. I have to dribble. If I give it to you, you just shoot. You're a chucker. <laughs> That's right. Every time you get the ball, you shoot. I can't believe you called me a chucker. No way I'm a chucker. I do not chuck. Never chuck. Never have chuck. Never will chuck. No chuck. <laughs> you chuck. Barry takes a shotgun snap, back to pass. Here comes pressure, and he's down. Farrell gets him, sacks him all the way back at the eight-yard line. Booyah! That's what we call a sack lunch. There was a time in this country when sports were revered. But people today, their values are all out of whack. All around the clock, sports all the time. That's the concept of the news. Oh, that's never going to work. Roy Philpott on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. Hey, good afternoon on this Monday, first day of May 2017. We are safe. We are sound here inside the Blue Ridge Security Solutions Studios. Back at 105.5 The Roar, hanging out with Kelly Gramlich for a segment or two. I am Roy Philpott. Great to have you with us as always. And a lot to talk about after a very busy weekend, not only here locally, but in Chapel Hill, up in Philadelphia, in San Diego, at Carolina, and across this great country of ours. A lot to talk about as we go through the show over the course of the next three hours. Of course, the NFL draft. Of course, Clemson baseball. What happened this weekend in North Carolina? What a weird series that was. It was almost like we, we pressed the rewind button. We went back to like 2013. And every time it felt like they were going to win, they didn't. Every time it felt like the game was in hand, it wasn't. And every time you needed that clutch something, it just didn't happen. And the Tigers were swept in Chapel Hill, even though it kind of felt like that for the large part, for the most part, throughout the nine innings in all three games, it you know, felt like they were kind of the better team, but they weren't. North Carolina was. And give all credit to Baby Blue sweeping away the Tigers. Interested to see what the polls look like today. The three major polls across the collegiate baseball landscape. Just a very strange series. The bullpen let you down, and it felt like you had enough gas in the tank when, in fact, you didn't. And so now, as you look ahead, uh, big games coming up over the course of the next couple of weeks. Exams, you get that done, you get graduation over with, and then you're ready to simply play baseball. And hopefully this team can refocus. I would expect that it can. If you want to talk about it, uh, give us a buzz on the Northland Communication phone line, 654-7627, 654-ROAR. Kelly Gramlich joins us here in our first segment. Are you doing okay today? I trust the show uh, with you and Kwok went very well. It went well. Very Good. easy show. Lots of NFL draft stuff, but I'm doing great. Was it mostly draft? Did people care about the draft this morning the way that we that I, I think that they do, just given what happened this weekend? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, we talked a lot. We had a good amount of callers in the beginning to talk about their teams, how their teams drafted, sure. or just certain Tigers and where they went and undrafted free agents, all that stuff. So, yeah, a pretty NFL draft-heavy show. I do want to start with that. By the way, love the new hair. looks fantastic. Thank you. You feel good about it? I feel good. Good. Nine out of ten times, I feel good. <laughs> a few times, look in the mirror and I think, where's my hair? But <laughs> hey, right now, I feel good. Hey, I, I know how you feel, sister. <laughs> You've been there. I, I've been there. Against I, I, your I've will. Been there. Uh, and, you know, it was what it was about a year ago. Learned my lesson. Learned a very hard lesson uh, last May. Uh, ACC tournament right, uh, right around the corner, too. you make which, another bet? Pardon? you going to make another no bet? No more bets. No more bets. I've learned my lesson. No more bets. I, I do want to start the NFL draft. First off, the things that surprised me locally more than anything else, and if you want to talk about it, give us a buzz. Let's do it. If you want to talk about your favorite team, let's do it. Uh, it was interesting to see what the 49ers did. It was interesting to see what the Browns did. 
And I, I just had to kind of laugh to myself when they drafted Deshaun Kaiser. What was that in the second round uh, Friday night? And I'm just like, you know, th- th- this guy, you just, it's like me walking into a grocery store. I, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know that I don't know what I'm doing. Neither do the Cleveland Browns. They don't know that they don't know what they're doing. And they're going to find out the hard way when you try to start Deshaun Kaiser in his own personal playbook later on this fall. And you just get another egg in your face once again. It's not going to work with Deshaun Kaiser. You know what I mean? You walk in a grocery store and it's just so overwhelming. And I always, if I'm looking for one thing, I go to the wrong side of the store. And it could be one of those small stores, like a Walmart market or whatever. I walk in there and I'm looking for something very simple. I'm looking for some refreshments. I'm looking for a Diet Mountain Dew. I'm looking for toaster strudel. And I walk around, I can't find it. And I go to the opposite end of the floor, uh, of the grocery store. I don't know where I'm going. It's like the Browns. They don't know what they're doing. You have no game plan. Your first round was okay. Drafting Deshaun Kaiser was not okay. I, I was so disappointed with that. I just, I loathe that move. I, I don't want this guy to succeed. I don't want his playbook doing anything. And I think the guy's a clown. And it's almost gotten personal with me with Deshaun Kaiser. That's how much I loathe this person. I see why you think he's a clown. I consider, I think that too. I mean, when you look at what he said and his comments and all that stuff, I think what the Browns are doing is they drafted him, what was it, late third round? I I, I want to say it was a second point. round. Like if it was a third round, it's still Somewhere a round too soon. in that time, yeah. And I think that they kind of assumed or they thought by their metrics that he was the best quarterback available at the time. And what they're banking on is to be the worst team in the league again, draft number one overall in 2018 and pick Sam Darnold. That's where I think they're thinking. Maybe. I, I, I could be down with Darnold. I could totally be down with Darnold. I got no problem with that. It, it, for my money, this guy may be the leading or the preseason favorite to win the Heisman Trophy next year. We'll talk more about this in a second. I, I don't like Kaiser. I don't like the Browns. I don't like anything about any of it. Matter of fact, uh, our buddy that we had on the show Thursday before the first round of the draft, Dustin Fox, the Browns insider, Browns Radio Network, does all the stuff up in Cleveland. He posted on Twitter, just passed Deshaun Kaiser in the hall. He's already got the playbook. He was at Browns headquarters. And I responded, well, I wonder if that was the Browns playbook or his own playbook that he brought that he wants to throw in Hugh Jackson's face, a head coach in Cleveland. Because that's what he does, right? The self-proclaimed greatest of all time. That's what he does. I, I want to talk about surprises from a Clemson perspective. Ben Artavis, namely. Let's get to that here in our first couple of segments. Uh, a couple of phone calls in this segment as well. Snaphook's up with us first today. Snaphook, good afternoon. You're on the air. What's going on, Roy and Kaylee? How are you? We're doing great. It's great to hear from you on a Monday. Yeah, man. Uh, just got a real quick thing about Deshaun Kaiser, and I'll get off. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but uh, he he injured himself. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's got, a, he's got a torn rotator cuff. Does he really? Yeah, from patting himself on the back. <laughs> I was waiting for the zinger. That's right. Yeah, so you're with me on this one, right? You're with me on Deshaun Kaiser's snapbook. Absolutely. Can't, I mean, just don't talk about it. Be about it. That's all I got to say. Thank you. I'm with you a thousand percent. It's just hard guy that. to root for. Yeah, we appreciate you as well. Six five four seven six two seven. Hard guy to root for. You don't say that kind of stuff. The week before the draft, as a guy that went 4-8 and eight at Notre Dame in your final campaign up in South Bend, just not feeling it, don't believe it, don't buy it. Malik Zaire says hello. I'm just, I'm not sure what you're doing. I'm not even sure what you're thinking at this point in time. Also not sure what the rest of the NFL is thinking regarding Ben Bulware. How interesting is this going to be to watch the local hero, Ben Bulware, now playing for his childhood favorite team again, this time as an undrafted free agent. More on that in just a minute. I, to me, that was one of the most compelling aspects of this weekend. And I love reading what Big Ben was posting on Twitter this week, too, after he went undrafted. Matt and Taylors is up with us next. Hey, Matt, good afternoon. You're on the air. Hey, Roy. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, with Kaiser, I mean, I understand the Cleveland Browns. They need a lot of pieces there, but... Do you think um, Kaiser is a better um, quarterback or less of a quarterback than Andy Dalton? And I'll take it off there. Uh, uh, since Hugh Jackson came from that system. Certainly. No, I get the comparison there. Uh, I understand that. No, I don't think he's Andy Dalton. I didn't think Andy Dalton was going to turn out to be Andy Dalton, however. Like, I, I remember when TCU rolled into Death Valley back in 2009, and we're all very curious to see what this team can do against a Power 5 team on the road like Clemson team that ended up winning the Atlantic Division for the first time in school history that particular season. It was a deluge. It was a monsoon. And I'll never forget this. I, I will, I, I've told this story several times. 
But when I was covering all these games full-time, field level, I, I, I was on the field. Like, I was on the field for 120 straight Clemson games, road, home, wherever. And I always set up shop on the opposition sideline. And I was normally in a location that was the closest to the opposing team. And, and I, I, there's really no rhyme or reason for it outside of the notion that it was just less crowded, uh, typically, on the opposing sideline compared to being on the Clemson sideline where you had 17 websites and you had 15 newspapers and you had so many camera guys, everything. So I, I would just set up shop on the opposing sideline. And typically I was pretty close to the opposing head coach. And I would just snap pictures and just make my observations and write little posts and do those kinds of things on Twitter. And it was all well and good. But that game, the skies opened up. It was pouring rain. And if you remember, it was a 14 to 10 affair. It was a defensive struggle, and the weather kind of predicated that that was what it was going to be. And we were all very curious on what TCU was going to be and, and what this Andy Dalton guy was all about. And, of course, he was facing a Kevin Steele coach defense, so, of course, he rushed for, like, 290 yards. Andy Dalton turned into Charlie Ward that afternoon because Kevin Steele at that point in time had no idea how to deal with mobility at the quarterback position. And I bring that up because that second game this fall is going to be very interesting if Kelly Bryant's the starter. He could go for more yards on the ground that afternoon than he'll ever go for the rest of his career. We'll see. If he, in fact, is the starter at that point. I digress. Clemson had grabbed a 10-7 lead. Kelly, I want to say it was end of the third quarter, beginning of the fourth. And there was a light drizzle coming down. It had poured down earlier. And it was just kind of a dank atmosphere in Death Valley. But the crowd was into it, and you felt like, hey, man, we're going to show these guys. I don't even remember what conference TCU was in back then. What were they? I don't even remember what league it was in. It wasn't the Big 12. They weren't in the Big 12 just yet. What were they in before the Big 12? You remember? I don't even Mountain remember. Mountain West? Was it Mountain West? I believe it was were Mountain West. Were they a Mountain West team? Unbelievable. I don't remember it. So here I am at my corner at around the 30-yard line. And Gary Patterson, and this is when I just gained a whole different respect for both him and Andy Dalton. Gary Patterson grabs his quarterback, who at that point had already rushed for about 340 yards. Again, Andy Dalton was Charlie Ward that afternoon against the Kevin Steele defense. And and they had just the TCU defense had just stopped Clemson again. And they had the ball with pretty good field position. I want to say maybe on their own 40 or 45-yard line. The rain's starting to come down a little bit more. And Gary Patterson's fired up, and Andy Dalton's fired up on the sideline. And so Patterson comes over there and grabs him by the face mask and gets right in his grill. And he says, we're going right down the you-know-what field. We're going to shove it right down their you-know-what throats. And we're going to leave here having won this game on this drive. And that's what we're getting ready to do. And Andy Dalton's just screaming and Gary Patterson screaming. And I just looked at him and I had goosebumps. I was like, holy crap, they're getting ready to score. They're getting ready to score. And I knew it, and Dalton knew it, and Patterson knew it, and sure enough, they went right down the field, and they scored the game winning touchdown. Rain came down even harder after that. Kyle Parker and company had no answer. And I remember leaving the stadium that day saying, man, this Andy Dalton guy is pretty good, and Gary Patterson's, like, really underrated. Like, I, I was ready to go play quarterback for him, right? I was very impressed by him. I didn't know that that would really translate or resonate very well in the NFL from Dalton's perspective, but it has, and... With the Cincinnati Bengals, they're they're like the, the 1990 Atlanta Hawks where they're good up to a point and they're never really going to be that bad. They're going to make the playoffs. They may win a game, but they're never going to advance to a Super Bowl. But Dalton's been really steady and really solid. And there's no way Deshaun Kaiser is going to be that in the NFL. There's no way. There's just no way. He's not that. He wasn't that at Notre Dame. I never understood why people fell in love with him in South Bend. And I don't understand how that's going to translate to the next level especially with the Cleveland Browns. I, I, I just don't get it. So, no. No, Dal Dalton is far superior to Deshaun Kaiser. They're different players. But Dalton's been a really solid NFL quarterback that came from really, really solid coaching. And the whole thing has worked. It's worked out very well in Cincinnati. No, he's, he's probably never going to win a Super Bowl. I, I don't know. He's like the 2010s version of Dave Craig or something. I mean, he's just really solid. Just a really solid player. Six five four seven six two seven. Thomas is up with us next. Hey, Thomas. Hey, Roy. Quick, uh, quick comment. I know this is getting away from the NFL draft a little bit, but you're talking about the uh, TCU game. 
and that was my uh, sophomore year, and it rained every single home game that season, if yes, I remember it, right. It did. It really did, yeah. <laughs> but um, the difference in that game, yeah, he ran all over us, but if you remember, I think it was uh, – I can't remember at what point of the game this was. It might have been that drive you were talking about. But Dalton throws, I think Bowers tipped at the line. It just flips across the middle of the field, and a receiver running a post caught it and took it for a touchdown. Mm. And I remember going, you got to be kidding me. I mean, it was a tip ball, and that was the difference in the game. I thought we were the better team by far that that that, uh, uh, that weekend, even though he ran for – he's still running on us. But <laughs> I, I just I just remember that that's the one play that I remember, that, that I remember from that game going, blind luck. We were the better team, and I was just so frustrated over that, but I'll take it off the air. Thank you. I mean, they weren't the better team because mentally this program had not progressed to where it is right now. And that was another thing I took away from that afternoon. It, it was Patterson. It was Dalton. It was a nasty defense and a belief that they were going to come in here and win that game. And that's exactly what happened. And, yeah, there were some weird plays. And, yes, there was a deluge, and it was – it was raining the entire game, and it rained pretty much every home game that year, too. It was a very strange year. Remember that year? Started off 2-3, and three, lost at Maryland. Richard Jackson made four field goals in a row, and Ralph Friedgen called a timeout before every single one. And then the, the one that actually counted, uh, he missed. And, and so they, they lost at Maryland, and nobody could believe it. It was very strange. And they bounced back, and they win the division for the first time. And then... Couldn't force a single punt from Georgia Tech in the ACC championship game. C.J. Spiller put up like 500 total yards, and it still wasn't enough. You score like 40-something points, and it still wasn't enough. Uh, very strange year. Very strange year. But Andy Dalton and Gary Patterson certainly captivated my attention that afternoon. Rain-soaked Death Valley. If you want to talk about it, 654 I think the Carolina Panthers got the steal of the draft. I think the Carolina Panthers got the steal of the draft, and they got it with a player that wasn't even drafted. So they got the steal of the undrafted free agent ranks. Tell you about that. We'll get to more of your calls. How did your team do? What did you think about the draft? How about Artavis Scott not being selected? That was a surprise to a lot of folks, wasn't it? I was a little bit surprised. I thought he would go somewhere in the seven rounds, and he didn't. And now he ends up playing football with his former teammate, Mike Williams, which is also very interesting. 654-ROAR, back with more after this. I'm Brooke Archenhold. Nursing home neglect and abuse is a rising problem in our country and will continue to worsen as a large part of our population ages. If you or a loved one have been abused, neglected, or mistreated, you have rights that need to be addressed. Please call our firm, Parm Smith & Archenhold, for a free consultation at 864-242-9008. We are here to help. Parm Smith & Archenhold, 864 864- 242-9008. Craft Stove Store and Patio's preseason sale is on. Get the patio of your dreams with famous name brand furniture at prices that make your dream patio a reality. Choose a style or design your own with your choice of fabrics. With Craft Stove Store and Patio, you know you're getting quality furniture with timeless style. You can really enjoy spring and summer on your new patio with the preseason sale going on now at Craft Stove Store and Patio, 3002 Wade Hampton Boulevard. Scientific evidence proves you can't enjoy live sports without a cold beer and some delicious food. Add in tons of TVs and a homemade menu, and it's Dakota's Courtyard Sports Grill in Central. Nothing but jumbo wings and 10 sauces and their famous 9-ounce cheeseburger. Craft beers from 12-ounce to buckets. Try their Tiger Tail Chicken Tenders. Tiger Tails are great for boating and parties. So good, you'll come back for more. Live sports done right. Open seven days a week. Dakota's Courtyard Sports Grill, West Main Central. In life, finding quality in anything can sometimes be difficult. Custom Collision would like for you to know that there are still a few places out there where quality matters. You can rest assured that at Custom Collision, not only will you be impressed with the quality of the finished product, but you will experience the quality of service that is unmatched. From taking care of your rental to handling the insurance, Custom Collision is there for you. Custom Collision, when quality counts. 231-6900 or online at customcollisioninc.com. Hello, it's Neil Monahan with Monahan Company Real Estate. Are you considering a move this year? If so, it's time to start sprucing up your yard. 
As we celebrate our 10th year in business, this month we're giving away a yard landscaping package with our friend Mark Cato of Cato's Care Lawn Service. We know your yard will benefit from his expertise just like you will benefit from our knowledgeable local agents at the Monaghan Company. Call us or stop into our downtown Clemson office and let's talk real estate. If you dream of owning your own business but are overwhelmed at where to start or what to do, call JanPro. Whether it's extra income or starting a new career, JanPro will guide you, train you, support you the whole way. Just listen. We made a very small investment into the business, but yet they took the time to train us and to teach us, you know, how to do what we were supposed to do and everything. And not only to train us, but they follow up with us. Call 485-3053 or online at jan-prowc.com. A small business owner asked me recently, why should I use you? My answer kind of surprised him. I'm not sure you should because I don't know what you need yet. Turns out this business owner felt helpless and alone in trying to deal with insurance and employee benefits. Our clients know we are in their corner fighting and everything we do is designed to make your life easier. In fact, one client said about one of my people, I wish there was a way to nominate you for being the best employee I have ever dealt with in any industry. Are you feeling lost and alone when it comes to insurance and employee benefits? You don't need to be. Call us 467-8738 and let us know how we can help you. I'm Guy, the insurance guy, and what we do is simple. We make health insurance easier. Roy Philpott on WCCP. I'll do my job. You people better start doing yours. And now, back to Roy and Ben on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. First hour of the show continues on a rainy, stormy Monday afternoon. It kind of feels like a Monday outside right now. Walked into the studio, and the wind was blowing like Hurricane Hugo had arrived again. Good grief, you remember that? Growing up in Columbia, the hurricane kind of kind of hit there just as rough as it did just, just about anywhere else near the low country. I guess it was, it was worse down there, but still was bad. Wind was blowing, front pushing through, uh, storms expected later on today. Be careful out there. Always a little scared now. I'm on the radio, and there's... You know, like storms in the area? Because at one time, like a month ago, that one time we're on the radio and there was a thunderstorm. Are you traumatized, Roy? I mean, I've always loved storms, but that was, that was a little weird, right? That was a little- Oh, it was. It was a little surreal and all of a sudden, snap, and I just fling the headphones off as quickly as possible, hoping for the best, expecting the worst, and then everything goes dark. But it was like something out of the day after tomorrow or something weird. I, I don't know what it was. I don't joke about lightning anymore. Like I've stopped making lightning jokes. I just don't do it because no. that was really scary when it when it hit. Everybody was fine, but it, it was scary. It was scary. Text lines open for business today as well. 986-1566. Let us know who you are, where you're texting from. Seminole Ted says the Panthers will now be offering free proctology exams to opposing offenses courtesy of Ben Bullware. <laughs> Maybe so. You're not messing with Bullware if he's in a pile though, because he's gonna get he's gonna come back and get you. <laughs> That was well played, Seminole Ted. Uh, also, Will in Due West, South Carolina. Is it okay that I find it hilarious that Chad Kelly was drafted dead last? Or might it feel bad since some of that is a result of the torn ACL? Let's save that for a little while. I mean, you can't make this stuff up that Chad Kelly is Mr. Irrelevant when he's anything but going all the way back to his days here in Tigertown. Think about it. This draft almost featured two quarterbacks that Clemson signed, one that was going to go first off the board at the quarterback position in the draft and one that was going to go last with Chad Kelly. Very interesting. And, of course, Kelly concludes his career at Ole Miss. I was a little surprised that he was drafted. How do you draft that guy and not draft Ben Bulware, the ACC co-defensive player of the year, the heart and soul of this Clemson defense for the last three seasons, the leading tackler in the conference, essentially, for the last two and a half years, and he goes undrafted. Maybe because his sideline-to-sideline speed isn't up to NFL standards. But it it honestly doesn't matter. On the field, where instincts take over, where the studying the playbook matters, understanding opposing offensive tendencies matter, nobody is better than that cat. Nobody. I was shocked. I was stunned 
that Ben Boulware wasn't drafted. And, and, and you know what? Part of me actually loves it. Because I'll play this card with you for just one second. Nick Schusler was picked up as an undrafted free agent. I thought that was magnificent by the Steelers. Hey, go get him, Schuster. Go get him, big dog. Maybe you got a chance up there in the Steel City. I have no idea. Maybe. Go show what show him what you can do. But I was stunned that Bullware wasn't drafted. And it kind of almost reminds me of what we've been talking about with Clemson football the last couple of years and what I think we're still going to be fortunate enough to talk about this coming season. And this is what I mean. The beautiful part about Dabo and Clemson football in 2017, based off where I'm standing right now or sitting right now, is, and I've said this many, many times, going into the start of this campaign, even as defending national champions, you're not going to be picked to win your own division. You're not going to be picked to win your own conference. And I think you're going to start the season outside of the preseason top five. Okay. If you're a Clemson fan, you absolutely love that. Why do you love that? Because it means you get the same old song and dance from your head coach that you've gotten this entire decade. If he wants to, and if he wants to be creative enough once again to play the we're not getting any respect card, we're being disrespected card, people are downplaying what we've accomplished and they don't think we can do it again card. He get, If he wants to do all of those things, which he is so magnificent at, which he is so brilliant at, if he wants to do that again this year to create the chip on the shoulder mentality, and yes, it's cliched, and yes, I'm tired of talking about it, just as you're sick of me talking about it as well, but it still applies. If he wants to do that this fall, he gets to do it because everything that I just mentioned is out there. All the pundits, I mean, some even here locally. Well, you know, Clemson's going to be a 9-3, and 10-2 and two team, and that, that may be what it is. I, I don't think Vegas is going to tell you that. I, I think Vegas is going to tell you right now they're probably a line favorite in 11 out of 12 games, if not all 12. Now, that can change if you lose early. Even then, it still may not because Florida State comes here. Auburn comes here. Georgia Tech comes here. And the game's on the road at Virginia Tech in Louisville, a little dicey, but you're still a slight favorite as it stands right now. Vegas will suggest right now that Clemson's probably a line favorite in every single game. But the pundits in the media and the talk and the buzz, beginning with the ACC football kickoff in about 90 days or less than that now, I mean, starting there and then moving towards the start of the regular season is going to be Florida State's the team to beat, Florida State, Alabama. We've forgotten about little old Clemson. It was a nice run. They're going to be good, but they're not going to be great. They're not going to be elite. If Dabo wants to play the card of we're being disrespected again, people think that we're not what we are again, he can do it. And there's there's going to be enough ammunition out there to where the team can easily buy into it because they're not stupid. They're on social media. They know what's being written about them. They understand what people are, are saying and doing. They, they watch ESPN. They, they get the big picture. They're going to buy in. The weird part about Ben Bulware being undrafted is he can play the same exact card that he's played his entire career, where five years after the fact, he still makes the same post on Twitter for some guy that I think he went to school with over at TL Hanna. Ben Bulware will never amount to anything at Clemson. And he's used that as almost hourly motivation, it seems like. He can still do that now in the NFL because he went undrafted. And he can look at all these other teams that didn't sign him, that didn't draft him. And he can create all the doubt in the world in his mind about what these teams thought about his skill set. Well, he's not fast enough. He's not big enough. He's not good enough with his sideline to sideline speed. And he can use that with all the motivation that he wants. And we're going to get more of the same out of that guy. We're going to get more of the same of Ben Bullware. That's a beautiful part about all this. We get more of the same of Bullware. It couldn't work out any better. The same theory applies for Clemson football this fall. Nobody thinks they're going to do anything. They're going to come crashing back down to earth. They're not going to be the team that they used to be. Blah, 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 blah. Same stuff applies with our good friend, Mr. McNasty himself. Old number 10, Ben Bulware. I'm looking at his Twitter account right now. Kelly, you with me or are you with me? I'm with you. I need you to be with me I'm on with this. You. I'm with you, Roy. ESPN's way too early, top 25, post-spring. Clemson, seventh. Perfect. Florida State, two. Perfect. Of course. Florida State, Bama's going to be what everybody's talking about this entire summer, including us, and that's great. Yo, Dabo should probably take like two or three of our segments that we do in mid-June or July, hyping up Florida State, Bama, and how the ACC can beat Bama again, and nobody's talking about little old Clemson. Play that for, for the team before the first practice. Have it blared over the loudspeakers. 
in the indoor practice facility, and, and let's do it again this year. Clemson's behind Oklahoma State in these rankings. Stop it. I mean, just stop it. Texas is 23rd. <laughs> oh, my God. Just stop it. Hey, here's Don Munson. Don Munson just joined us in the studio. What's up, man? How are you? I'm doing, doing right? well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just Not returning a-, a little equipment from the weekend. Oof. When you allow nine of 12 inherited runners to score, Crap. that's what happens. That's bullpen just kind of let them down. That's little, what happens. Right. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Before we get to that for a second, uh, first off, good to see you. Secondly, you're with me on this bullwear stuff, right? I mean, th- this guy remains as motivated as any individual on the planet. And now, after not being drafted this weekend, I mean, he, he can do all the same things that he did throughout his entire Clemson career. Everybody doubted him. Just It's just more motivation for what's been one of the best defensive players we've ever seen in Death Valley. Oh, no, I, I think that he'll go and he'll have an impact uh, there at, at Carolina one way or, or another. He's, he's going to definitely make an impact there. I think we'll probably see it initially be on on special teams sure but, hey don't count him out yeah just that's one thing i've learned about ben bulware do not count him out so um he's the defensive adam humphreys the defensive adam humphreys everybody counted out adam right. Adam had to get a tryout just to get a tryout right and now he's like the number two receiver for the box yeah yeah now he's going to be the you know he's the slot receiver for for the bucks on a really what looks like it's going to be a really good offensive team after the draft that they had um so no but yeah, Ben, ben Bowler will take care of business. I don't think you have to worry, worry about that at all. Anything else surprise you about the NFL draft this weekend? Maybe that Artavis Scott wasn't selected? I, you know what? I, th- I think the most surprising person that didn't get selected to me was Judar Johnson, yeah. to be honest with you. Because uh, there were some early on that we that there were, there were some early indication that, hey, Judar's going to be a second or third round pick and then to see him go undrafted. But I think that drives him even more. Judar's just a much more quiet individual, certainly, than than Ben is from that standpoint and Carlos Watkins uh, dropping as, as far as he did um, you know there was some there was some talk early on in the, that Carlos Watkins may be a first round late first round pick and to see how far he he fell but that that's fine you know guys will they'll go and take care of it all of a sudden now every Clemson fan becomes a Houston Texan fan and they've got four guys on the team now so we go from Clemson North to from what was Buffalo now to Clemson Southwest. And I, I'm okay with that, I am, right? <laughs> I am perfectly fine with no that. No offense am, to the Buffalo I Bills. I am perfectly fine uh, with that. So, ab- absolutely. What happened this weekend in North Carolina outside of just the bullpen? Bullpen. And that in uh, situational hitting. You know, several times Clemson had runners on or runners in scoring position with one out and never could either advance that runner or get, that, get those runners home. You know, maybe move them over to third with two outs, but never could... Uh, never could to, could get it done. But, you know, again, it's not chopped liver that you were going up against. North Carolina is a really, really good baseball team. boys are good. Team. Oh, yeah. That, that's, those are the kind of teams that if you make it to Omaha that you're going to face. Uh, so, um, you just – and, have, you know, we haven't uh, – Clemson baseball hasn't had the lull yet in the season. There's always going to be that point or two in a season where, where you're going to have a lull. So, I think the exam period here comes at a, at a perfect opportunity for them. They can get back after it Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Uh, take care of hopefully take care of business against Nevada. Get back in that winning mindset. Uh, get some things cleaned up. I think that um, there's some decisions to be made about what's going to be happening in the bullpen. Some arms that are come back maybe that that have not been used here of, as of late because of uh, of sickness or or of injury. So, uh, well, I think that everything will be you know, it's it's like Kevin Bacon in animals. You know, everything's fine. Everybody's <laughs> running down the sidewalk. You know. <laughs> Be calm. Everything is everything's fine. So we'll we'll be all right. I it, it seems like to me that the mentality of Monty Lee will probably serve this team very well once exams finish. And I don't mind Nevada coming here this weekend either. Is maybe a chance where you can you can kind of lick the wound, so to speak, and kind of get back to where you were before North Carolina. And the weird thing is, too, I think if you're a Clemson fan, you walk away from that series thinking, okay, there's 27 innings here. For about 24 and a half, 24 and a third innings, we, we were probably the better team. We just couldn't close the door, couldn't seal the deal. So, I I mean, if you're Monty, you could certainly spin it that way, but you also realize, like you said, you need you need some help on the bullpen somewhat. Yeah, I, I thought that, you know, probably the most encouraging thing coming out of the weekend was the starting pitching. And I know that everybody, you know, uh, I've already had friends calling me on the way home uh, from from Chapel Hill yesterday. Oh, we got to move Pat Crawl back into the bullpen. Right, and right. I've heard this. Just, just let the coaches do what they do. Okay, they'll they'll have everything figured out and they'll they'll get it uh, they'll get it done. I don't think they're going to move Pat Crawl back into the bullpen. I think they're going to leave him exactly where. I mean, where would you have been yesterday if it wasn't you know for Pat? It wasn't Pat's fault. 
Mm-hmm. You know, he he should have been leading two to nothing. He got to make plays and plays in the infield uh, to take care take care of business. So it's it's small little things. You always hear Coach Sweeney talking about it. You hear Monty Lee talking a, a lot about it. You know, it's it's the small little thing, but you got to do the little things well, and you got to do the little things right. And when you don't, then you pay for them. No doubt, good teams in, in particular make you pay for them. A lot of baseball left to be played. Oh too. yeah, yeah. That, a that's ton, a good news. Ten left to go. So, um, you know, obviously Nevada. Then you and you um, play host to Louisville, which becomes you know looks like it's going to be a huge series and should be a lot of fun. Um, Louisville Ball Club is really, really, really good. I mean, but it's just like you what you went up against in. In North Carolina, Louisville may have a more of a of an offensive uh, unit, but they've got really good pitching, uh, and including McKay, the the, the leadoff guy, uh, for them that'll be on the staff. So then we'll see. Then you then you're headed down to you'll head down to Raleigh at the end of the year against an NC State team that all of a sudden it looks like they're beginning to put it together after being national top five preseason and and just having a horrific year. They sweep uh, Virginia Tech over the weekend, so you never know if Elliott Avance Club is now beginning to put it together and. And move forward. So we'll we'll find out. But one one pitch at a time, one inning at a time, one game at a time. It's a mantra. People don't like to hear it. We but don't. It is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. So uh, you'll you'll go from there. So and by the way, all you people that are picking Florida State and football, oh, yeah. you come to your senses. Oh yeah, that's happening. You know that's happening. You know that's happening. We're about eighty days away from the ACC football kickoff. That that that's already written in stone somewhere up in Charlotte or Greensboro, wherever they're holding it this year. That's written in stone. That's a that's a done deal. Lock it up. Florida State, Atlantic Division champs, conference champs, that's, beating Alabama week one. Here we go. That's fine. That's just bulletin board material for the man. You're so. making my point for me. I'm that's totally with you. That's just bulletin board material for the guy. Oh, that's bullcrap. Thank you, Kelly. <laughs> well done. Well done. Good to see you, man. Good to see you, too. Yep. Enjoy uh, enjoy Clemson baseball the rest of the year. I'll be listening and uh, safe travels. You, you guys, I think, are going to be uh, – all over the place before it's all said and done. I hope so. Yeah. I keep telling my, my wife keeps, you know, looking at me. I know what you want for you. And she already, knew, I know what you want for Father's Day. Oh, yeah. Trip to Omaha. Yes. 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 It's been a while. Yes. Why not? Yeah. It's been since 2010. So we're, we're due to get back, but long way to go to, to get there. So, uh, but, but it is a lot of, this team is a lot of fun to watch. Sometimes they can be frustrating. Sometimes sure. they make it pull your hair out. It's baseball. But it is, it is baseball. Kind of like Braves. Braves are doing well. They're what five and a half games hey, back. Is just, that right? Just the other night, we were we were five and a half games back. We lost yesterday, four to three. Oh, we lost. Yesterday. Yeah, yeah, we we. Have you been down yet? Not Have you yet. Been to the new ballpark. I'm looking forward to it. By the way, I've I've got an inside contact. Okay, we're gonna put a guys' day together. All right, we're gonna take we're going a trip. down. We're going to do the full tour of the facility. Good. Uh, so we're going to go down a couple hours. You know, several probably several hours in advance to get a full tour of the facility, then uh, we'll we'll take in a game. The guys promised me uh, a suite that we can go sit in. Wow. Box. So uh, we'll, we'll go do that. So you going to be part of that? I will be part of that. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. Well, we'll do it. We'll knock it all out. Don Munson, ladies and gentlemen. Good stuff, my friend. Nice do, Kelly. Like the new hairdo. Thank you, Don. I like the new hairdo. Appreciate that. She's grown up. Yes, she, she does. Yes. Yeah. Our little girl's growing up, Roy. Yeah, there, what are we going to do? There we go. Prom's over. Prom's been over, brother. (laughs) Don, I'm an adult. Don yeah, Munson. prom's been way over. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, good Good to see you, man. Safe travels. See you. We'll step aside next break and uh, more here in our first hour after this. Randy Strickland and Greg Wells of Kiwi Financial Group have been serving the upstate for almost 60 years. They take pride in building successful investment, insurance, and retirement strategies to ensure financial peace of mind for you, your family, and your business. As independent advisors, they're not bound by expensive proprietary plans, but they can offer you successful strategies and options that suit your financial goals. Kiwi Financial Group in Clemson. Call them today at 654-5043 or go online at kiwifg.com. Nothing says spring and summer like the enticing aroma of food on the grill. Craft Stove Store and Patio is here to help you get your grill on. For the past 37 years, Craft Stove Store and Patio has been the upstate's grilling headquarters. Charcoal grills, gas grills, and smokers. Craft Stove Store and Patio has the selection to set up with your perfect grill and a large supply of big green eggs. Craft Stove Store and Patio, 3002 Wade Hampton Boulevard. Craft Stove Store and Patio. You've been in business almost 100 years. You've been doing something right. Since 1917, the key to Harbin Lumber's success has rested on its hardworking employees, people just like you. 
providing top lumber, building supplies, and contract services. You can be confident in customer service and support you can trust for your project, whether construction or large remodeling jobs. Call 353-5053. Find us on Facebook or online at harbinlumber.com. In life, finding quality in anything can sometimes be difficult. Custom Collision would like for you to know that there are still a few places out there where quality matters. You can rest assured that at Custom Collision, not only will you be impressed with the quality of the finished product, but you will experience the quality of service that is unmatched. From taking care of your rental to handling the insurance, Custom Collision is there for you. Custom Collision, when quality counts. 231-6900 or online at customcollisioninc.com. Lucky for you, Roto-Rooter is always ready 24-7 to tackle any plumbing problem you have. And they've been doing just that for over 30 years. Locally owned proud alumni of Clemson, they can handle any plumbing problem related inside or outside, home or business, from sinks and disposals to septic cleaning. Roto-Rooter are the experts. Call 864-288-7686 or online at rotorooter.com slash greenville. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And the weight long troubles down the drain. Hit a home run with Founders Federal Credit Union. Now open in Tigertown, Founders Clemson location is located on Highway 93 next to Walmart Neighborhood Market. We also have four on-campus ATMs, three of which accept cash and check deposits. Visit RelaxJoinFounders.com to see if you qualify for membership. Relax. Go Tigers. Founders Federal Credit Union, located on Highway 93 in Clemson. Founders Federal Credit Union is federally insured by the NCUA. Blue the dog here for propane. Making the rounds with my owner, the propane man, has allowed me to see a lot. I may just be a simple dog. I didn't attend the elite boarding kennels, and you'll never see me on Barking with the Stars. But I do know that propane is the smart fuel that lets millions of Americans live where they want and how they want. It's clean, reliable, and powers modern appliances from tankless water heaters to high-efficiency furnaces. Learn more at ProudlyPropane.com. Looking for delicious and innovative food in downtown Clemson? The Blue Heron Restaurant and Sushi Bar is the answer. Fresh house-cut steaks and seafood and free-range poultry are just a few of the menu items that define the Blue Heron. And don't miss the best Sunday brunch you'll find anywhere. Every Sunday from 11 to 2.30, the finest steaks and fresh seafood at the Blue Heron, College Avenue, Clemson. Visit our website at blueheronfood.com. On WCCP. I can see if I want anything done around here, I gotta do it myself. And now, back to Roy and Ben on WCCP 1055 The Roar. Our first hour continues. Want to thank Don Munson for joining us there in our previous segment. Good stuff. Catching up with the voice of the Tigers. Road weary. Back from Chapel Hill. It's not a really fun drive to make when you go up there and you get swept. But it's not all bad. You bounce back against Nevada this week. And by the way, it's Nevada. They get mad out in Nevada if you call it Nevada. Then that makes me want to call it Nevada hey, even that much more. there he is, Ben Milstead. How you doing? It's too bad. I love playing baseball in Doug Kingsmore. Love it. Right. Be a good weekend, however, to have it out there. Might have to send a whole staff to Nevada. To, ne- <laughs> to Nevada. <laughs> that, w- that would be fine with me. I think they play in Reno. I mean, I'm sure there's some things we could do in Reno, don't yeah. they? Isn't there? I think sounds, so. Sounds good. Uh, good to see you. Did you have a good weekend? I had a great weekend. Did I did. You? Tell me what you did. What would you do? Uh, Just give, give me the nuts and bolts of it. What would you do? As Zach Orr would say, a little of this, a little oh, of that. Oh, God. <laughs> why, why, can't, why can't you ever tell me what you did? Do we do? Do we do, uh, do, we do any of the the powerlifting, the racing? What, what yeah, you, we yeah. Did all right, racing. so tell me what you did. I want to know what you did there. Tell me what you did. Had a race here in Clemson this weekend. That was a lot of fun. Like a five k or a bike mm-hmm. or what was it? The the little sprint triathlon. Little sprint. sprint triathlon. Yeah. And so that's like a smaller than. Or what, what what is that exactly? Yeah, there's different levels, and that's the shortest of them. Okay. So it's. Uh, here but they it's this is one of the bigger ones in the state has been and what as many people here this this year but you do uh swim over to y beach and then 
the bike goes around campus and then around by out by the the pier and high point area and up by coney airport were you pleased with your time Uh, yeah i mean it wasn't my best but wasn't my worst so so yeah but the the run takes you from the y beach down over by the soccer practice fields and then up to the rowing center out the across the dike and then back roy that hill up to the rowing center is made of the devil. <laughs> it ate your lunch. Oh my god! Did it? Yeah, yeah. But beautiful weekend. So I spent. I like to be outdoors, as you know. Yes, I do. So I spent a lot of time outdoors yesterday. Very good weekend to be outdoors. Got to uh, had had eight eight fourteen year olds at my house Friday night. You need to get out after <sighs> dealing with all of that, right? Whew. I mean, that's 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 not easy to do for dad. That's tough. I I went to Little Caesars Pizza in Anderson and picked up ten pizzas. Oh my god! This is not, not lying. <clears throat> picked up ten ten pizzas. They ate the ten pizzas, and then, although it's not advisable, you can walk to a uh, Waffle House from my house. Uh-huh. Well, let's face it; you can walk to oh, Waffle yeah. House from about anybody's house in this state. Yeah, I know where that Waffle House is. Yeah, that's doable. So they eat the 10 pizzas, then they walk to Waffle House and eat again. Are you serious? That's what, yes. You have this to look forward no, to. No, I'm not looking forward to that. <laughs> yes, that I, that's expensive, I guess too. Girls go through that, probably not to the same extent as boys, but yeah. Well, I didn't pay for the Waffle House trip. Oh, good. <laughs> I mean, like, hey, kids, you didn't bring your, you didn't bring money. You're, you're out of luck. <laughs> yeah, you weren't on the hook for that. No, but, uh, but despite all that, it was, yeah, it was good. Not despite, they, they were, they were actually really good kids and. No issues whatsoever. So that was a highlight of my weekend, that. And the draft watched, I think, just about every bit of Clemson baseball uh, on the old ACC Extra. And uh, so, yeah, here we are. Well, you just had just a great weekend. I was outside a bunch, too. Uh, did some yard work at the yard up to, to where it needs to be this time of year. Washed the car, which was absolutely disgusting. And washing like six months. Still hasn't been in it. It's still, shut, shut your mouth and shut your mouth. You're talking to me. Shut your mouth. But it looks good outside of that. It looks fantastic. So that was good. And then uh, watch a lot of draft. Watch the NBA playoffs yesterday. The Clippers stink. Chris Paul doesn't even know what he's doing right now. He'd rather look pretty than win basketball games. And, and then, of course, the NFL draft, which we've talked a ton about so far on the show today. And the way I said it was this a couple of segments back. The steal of the draft was actually with an undrafted free agent in Ben Boulware. And I, I think it's going to end up being a really good fit for him, a really good fit for the Carolina Panthers. And this is a guy, in my opinion, that can make the 53-man regular season roster this year as a rookie. Don joined us in our last segment, Don Munson, voice of the Tigers, and he suggests, you know, on special teams, this guy can come in there and be an impact guy right away, and I agree. It's so critical to have that kind of versatility on your resume, and Bullware can do that, and he's going to be hungry enough to where he's going to excel on special teams, and he's going to force his way on the field. At some point this year, he'll play for the Panthers. At some point this year, he'll be a part of the 53-man regular season roster. And I think he's going to have significant staying power in the NFL. Simple as that. And, and to me, the Panthers got a steal to get that guy as an undrafted free agent. And the beautiful part about it is because he wasn't selected in this year's draft, he gets to play the same exact cards that we've talked about with Clemson football, with Dabo for the last five or six years. And he gets to play the same exact cards that he himself played as kind of an underrated prospect coming out of T.L. Hanna when people were doubting him in his own school and posting comments on social media, and he used that as motivation. He gets to do all these same things with the Carolina Panthers that he's done his entire career, and and I love that. So in a weird way, in a weird way, it, it probably is in every, everyone's best interest for him not to go drafted. He gets to sign with his childhood favorite team growing up in Carolina. He gets to go there kind of being under the radar. The chip-on-the-shoulder mentality persists for the rest of his NFL career. And that means we're going to get the best version of Ben going forward. And that's that's really all I care about because I know that that's good enough for a sustained career in the NFL. And you know what? I wouldn't be shocked at all. Think about this for a second. I would not be shocked at all if of all the players selected in this year's draft from Clemson, all the players that signed free agent deals, from Clemson. I wouldn't be shocked at all if we're sitting here seven or eight years from now and Bullware has outlasted the majority of them. 
I, 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 that's how much I believe in this guy. And I think the Panthers saw that when they picked him up as an undrafted free agent. And I think both sides are going to cash in for a long period of time. I mean, just just put it all out there. I, I think it's a magnificent move. I was disappointed he wasn't selected in the process. But you know what? At the end of the day, I don't care. Because we know the guy's good enough to play in the NFL for a long period of time. Period. End of story. I heard you talking to Don Munson about that. And my thought was the only thing scarier than Ben Bullware is a motivated, ticked-off Ben Bullware. And that's now what you have. Right? Um, yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I There were some that didn't get drafted that I wasn't completely shocked by. Ben is one that I was surprised. I thought he would go late, but as you said, you know, Mike, Michael Palmer. six-round guy? Yeah, exactly. Michael Palmer told us this, you know, back in the day, that if you feel like you're going to go fifth or sixth round, it's not a horrible thing just to go ahead and go undrafted for all the reasons that you said. Pick the team that has the fit right. that's going to fit you. And I'm thinking about walk into a – let your mind walk into the linebacker room and Luke Keekley and Ben Boulware are both sitting there. Yes. <laughs> yes. <Right>. Correct. <laughs> yes. Don't make eye contact. Right. Don't but make- I mean, you don't need to paint any kind of other picture outside of what you just said. Uh, that those are winners. Those are two players. I mean, Keekley is out of this world athletic and, and even a better version of Bullware himself, bigger, faster, stronger. But, ju- you know, the two I think are very similar when it comes to instincts, and, and Keekley has proven himself at the next level. But Bullware fits that exact same mode, that exact same model. That's that's who he is, right? I mean, by default, Carolina's defense got better. It's going to be better with number 10 on the field. And it will be better with number 10 on the field. It's only a matter of time until that happens. And I think you saw him on special teams this past season. Uh, I don't think it's any surprise. You saw him on on the field with the NFL in mind because if you want to, you want to make a roster, be a standout special team player, especially at the linebacker position because then when it comes down to, okay, are we keeping – this is our third guy. Are we keeping him or are we going with this other guy? If you're really good on special teams, you're going to get the nod nine times out of ten. It's everything. And I think that's that's where Ben is right now. You only have 53 spots on your roster in the regular season. So you've got to have players that can handle multiple tasks. You think about it, your punt team, your kick coverage teams, field goal, PAT, all those specialty teams – have to be equipped to handle themselves uh, against other specialty teams, right? And you, you got to have players on there that are hungry, that are athletic, that are smart, that are instinctive, all those things. You got to have guys that are willing to do it. You know, if, if you are signed to an NFL team, chances are you have the certain amount of, you know, athleticism that is needed to be able to acclimate yourself on those teams. He certainly has that, but you also have to have the heart and the desire. That's a big part of it as well. And those components, the intangible components, the film room work, understanding offensive tendencies, I think that's where he's going to excel, and that's where he makes up a little ground compared to somebody that may be a step or two faster. Now, you're not putting him on the field third down and 15, and he's got to cover a slot receiver, you know, some 20 yards past the sticks. That's that's not his game. And at the next level, the NFL knows that. Run stuffer, leader, a guy on first and second down, that can do so many different things for you and sniff out plays as we saw in the national championship game and other contests throughout his final campaign here. He can do all those things and then some. So I, I, I think it ends up being a really nice fit. And I love the fact that this guy still gets to operate with the same kind of mentality that he had since his final couple of seasons back at T.L. Hanna. And that's going to work out very well for him. It's going to work out very well for the Carolina Panthers. And I can't wait to see him play the next level. And starting week one of the preseason when the Houston Texans come to town. Maybe we get a chance to see Bullware tackle Deshaun. That'll be interesting for the first time. And I'm sure he's chomping at the bit to do it. I may or may not have bought tickets to that game to this morning. Well, you and half the upstate, I think, yeah, has done it's, that. It's almost sold out, just for anybody who's thinking about it. It is. It's almost Are you sold out. Yeah. <laughs> it's already a preseason game? I, I've had to buy tickets uh, like 10 rows from the top. Wow. This morning. There's going to be a lot of orange. There's going to be a lot of number fours and number tens at Bank of America Stadium. That You night. better believe it. I can't wait. I, I I want to go to it as well. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to see the environment that night. You, you know, and then, and you've mentioned this too, but just to add to it, that Ben gets to got to choose his college team, and now he chooses his NFL team, 
and I there are some places I just couldn't imagine a Ben Bulware being culturally. <laughs> you know, the, you know. Think about it. <laughs> what he's not playing for the Patriots, you mean? Or, yeah. or, or you know. Ben Bulware in San Francisco. I mean, <laughs> like a fish out of water right there. Maybe not the, the best fit ever. Uh, I've never thought about it like that. But in Carolina, it works. Right in the it Queen works. City, it works. It works. He's right up the road, up right up Interstate 85. Could still get good, could get good barbecue there. Yeah, probably so. Good stuff. Hour two coming up. What happened with Artavis Scott? What's the Artavis Scott brand? And did that perhaps hurt him a little bit in this draft? Interesting that he'll play football in the NFL with his teammate Mike Williams. I don't think that's a bad thing. Hour one of the books. Hour two coming up next. Stay tuned. Locked up tight. In the Blue Ridge Security Studio, the flagship station for all things sports. WCCP Clemson Greenville. 105.5 The Roar. It's auction time again. Saturday, May 6th, the Johnny King Auctioneers returns to Hollis Jackson Farm in Inman, South Carolina. They'll be selling cars, trucks, tractors, skid steers, excavators, golf carts, bulldozers, storage containers, tools, and so much more. Anybody can buy, anybody can sell. Go to jkauctions.com for all auction information or call 554-0929. That's Saturday, May 6th in Inman. Go Tigers from Johnny King Auctioneers, bringing buyers and sellers together. Nothing says spring and summer like the enticing aroma of food on the grill. Craft Stove Store and Patio is here to help you get your grill on. For the past 37 years, Craft Stove Store and Patio has been the upstate's grilling headquarters. Charcoal grills, gas grills, and smokers. Craft Stove Store and Patio has the selection to set up with your perfect grill and a large supply of big green eggs. Craft Stove Store and Patio, 3002 Wade Hampton Boulevard. Craft Stove Store and Patio. Anything that's made just for you is a perfect fit, right? Like a tailored suit. It fits your measurements. No one else's. That same kind of fit is exactly what Engineered Sleep strives for. A mattress made just for you, built to your sleeping patterns and habits. What could be more important than a good night's rest? Engineered Sleep wants to make it a perfect night's rest. If after a couple of weeks you find it's not perfect, Engineered Sleep will adjust it until it is. Visit their location at 627 Congaree Road to see the process. Learn how your mattress is made. By manufacturing your custom-made mattress at their factory, you're saving money because there is no middleman. Factory to you. And you can score a significant discount by picking up your mattress instead of having it delivered. Engineered Sleep. It's not mattress shopping. It's an experience. If you or a loved one is struggling with drug or alcohol addiction, call Addiction Recovery now at 864-520-5126. Our trained addiction specialists are available 24-7, and all calls are free and confidential. Your insurance may cover 100% of all costs, so call now. We work with top accredited facilities across the country for any kind of addiction and age group. So let Addiction Recovery now find the best option to fit your needs. Call now at 864-520-5126. It's bow time at Bojangles. Feed the whole group with a 12-piece super tailgate special for just $24.99. Human Technologies Incorporated can save your company time and money. How? They'll create a custom solution for your company's need. Organizational? Yes. Manufacturing? Absolutely. Employment? You bet. They can help you find new team members or launch and manage a startup. They'll help train and build your team. Human Technologies Incorporated is ready to hit the ground running for you. Let HTI bring the solutions to your problems. Visit any of our upstate offices in Seneca, Malden, Anderson, and Spartanburg or log on to htijobs.com. It's that time of year. Summertime is creeping in and you panic while looking at your yard. McNeely's Store and Rental is here for you with Steel Dealer Days April 7th through May 28th. Take an extra 10% off non-sale items. Come out April 28th through April 29th for deals and food provided by Palmetto Smokehouse. Demo new steel battery-powered line products. You heard that right. This is not your grandpa's chainsaw. McNeely's Store Rental, 980 Tiger Boulevard in Clemson. Roy Philpott on WCCP 105.5 The Roar.
right, second hour of the show begins right now. Hanging out with Ben, Roy Philpott, 654-7627. The phone number, Panthers got a steal. I think San Diego, or excuse me, Los Angeles. We're going to do that for about a year. I, I, I don't know how that could be more awkward because they're playing in a soccer stadium. It's going to be called the Los Angeles Chargers. It, it just feels weird. I mean, think about the city of L.A., they had the Rams, which came from Cleveland back in 46. Then it went to St. Louis, and then they come back to Los Angeles. The L.A. Chargers now actually started in L.A. to begin with mm-hmm. and then moved to San Diego, and they've always been known as the San Diego Chargers from my perspective my entire lifetime. When I think about Dan Fouts and Kellen Winslow and uh, what was that? Stan Humphreys, a former Redskins quarterback. I think they got him the Super Bowl 95. They were blown out by San Francisco, whatever year that was. I forget. I don't think of them as the L.A. Chargers. Now they're the Los Angeles Chargers, and now they're going to play football in a 30,000-seat MLS stadium. Very strange. And it's still Phil Rivers' team, and now it's Mike Williams, and now it's Artavis Scott. It it, it is a little different out there, out west. Meanwhile, I still call the Raiders the Los Angeles Raiders. (laughs) And they're the Las Vegas Raiders, like starting in 2019, but they're still playing in Oakland. I just just, uh, refuse to acknowledge Oakland ever happened. It's just not there. (laughs) It's just not there. Uh, No, I I don't disagree. Tell me if you agree with this assessment on Artavis Scott. I, I wondered how the NFL would perceive him. First off, we never gave him the amount of respect and love that he deserved on this show, ever. I mean, we never did it. Admittedly, right. I have said this for years. We never talked about it. Honestly, you know what I did? When they signed Ray Ray McLeod, I said, what you have in Ray Ray is a more talented, higher upside version of Arteva Scott. That's what I said. And I honestly, I still feel that way today, even though I fully recognize that McLeod hasn't lived up to his potential yet, even though... His numbers are all trending in a very positive direction. And now without Artavis Scott, maybe he really 